I am Miss Boomstick, and this is Tattoo Babe, and she is bringing us the case for today. I want to start by saying that everything that I had researched was public record. I also want to add that I am not a very serious person, so I'll probably have some written comments. And this case is very real, and I do respect everyone who is dead or alive in the case. So my case today is Joseph Daniel Miller. He is from Steelton, Pennsylvania, the population of only 6,000, a few miles from Harrisburg. Um, it seemed that he had a disability growing up. Um, it was called anterograde amnesia, which was found early in childhood. It's a type of memory loss that occurs. And, uh, you can't form new memories. In most extreme cases, this means you, are permanent, you permanently lose the ability to learn or retrain any new information. Uh, it's very rare, and anterograde amnesia is often temporary. There isn't much research from what I had gathered. It's so rare that the whole world, there's only 1% of men and 2.5% of women, so it's extremely uncommon. Um, so Joseph had a hard time growing up. The family was very poor. Uh, he dropped out of school in fourth grade. And that's because he was bullied a lot. Um, he wasn't academically where he needed to be. Um, his parents were abusive to him, and his sister uh, accused the father of sexually assaulting her on multiple occasions. This told police, well, she told the police, after she delivered a child at 15 that was her father's um side note on that too from what i had read uh the mother even sent threatening messages to her after she had the baby so that was also something i thought was kind of weird yeah. to me as a mom just as a personally as a mother i thought that was a little um interesting uh Joseph was also sexually harassed and assaulted by his uncle. So it was some pretty incest stuff, and it's kind of sad. It seemed to really run in the family. Joseph was attacked by other children at the age of 12 and had access to a family member's gun. With that, I read a couple multiple, I read multiple things on that, so I just put family member just because. Uh, so he shot at the kids who attacked him and injuring them. And this event had seemed to start his criminal background, and he spent some time in juvenile detention center. He was also charged with arson at the age of 10. And while doing his time, he was beaten and again sexually assaulted on multiple occasions, and this led to a PTSD diagnosis. His record went down from there, being charged with theft. And as he got older, he became more dangerous and was charged with assault, illegal possession of firearms, and drugs. He overdosed at one point, almost ending his life. Since dropping out of school in fourth grade, Joseph was very uneducated. Therefore, his job performance was poor, and he did a lot of hopping as an adult. Joseph did marry and have three kids. Even though he was a known addict and drunk, he seemed to really love his kids from the expressions he used when I watched the confession tape. Now, I want to fast forward to the reason why we're here. I'm going to give some detail, but I want to try to keep it as clean as I can because some of it is quite disturbing. It's pretty disturbing. Not even a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Joseph met a girl named Clara Johnson, August 5th, 1992, at a bar in Harrisburg. They were chatting it up, and he offered her homegirl a ride. 
I don't know about you, but I'm not getting vi- a good vibe from dude. So I'm sure she kind of picked up on that. Um, because she reasoned with only going if his friend was able to go with. And with that being said, all three of them got into the car. However, Joseph didn't follow the agreement. He ended up dropping his friend off anyways, and then drove to a convenience store where he purchased gas and cigarettes. After that, Johnson asked him to take her back to the bar, and then he pushed the pedal to the metal and proceeded to go to a vacant lot near the railroad tracks out on the outskirts of town. He told her, and I quote from what Johnson said, we're not going anywhere. It was there that an argument had started because clearly she knew some shit was about to go down. Johnson tried to jump out of the car, which let's be honest, anyone would in that situation. Right. This dude tried running her over with the car. So then she falls down into a ditch. Then that was when Joseph decided to beat her and raped her, not once, but twice. After he raped her, he began torturing her by using duct tape, I believe he tied her feet, and a knife to her throat, and then dragged her to a different spot where he was planning on leaving her body. On a better light, on this, um, from what I had gathered, he told Johnson about how and I quote, all other women were alike, and he had killed other women. So, I mean, I think that that helped the case later on. So that was, I think, something positive about it. Yeah. Um, she got blessed because a patrol car had come by for a call on trespassing. At the moment, I'm sure he was freaking out because he took off on foot. And left the car and the evidence in the back window of the car. So he was like, peace out. (laughs) Joseph ran out, um, ran for about a day. Joseph ran for about a day. The next day, police found him hiding at his apartment. I had some mixed things about that. Um, I read his apartment in a couple articles. And then I also read that he was at a family member's house. So I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, Joseph forcefully got away and barricaded himself on the roof where he decided he was going to try and kill himself by jumping off. Uh, After about six hours of the police negotiating with Joseph, he was arrested. When in custody, Joseph requested to speak to police to come clean on some killings. This had been some time later. um, Of two females, Selena Franklin on May 5th, 1987, and Stephanie McDuffie, November 6, 1989. Unfortunately, after discovering her body, which would be Stephanie, the autopsy showed that Stephanie was eight and a half months pregnant. They also found the bones of a fetus at the at the crime scene. Uh, this was confirmed by local hospital records. Joseph confessed to raping and strangling both Selena and Stephanie after offering them rides. He showed the police where the bodies were located on a map. The bodies were discovered August 2nd, 1992, and I believe that he took them to the to the site himself. On March 25th, 1992, he was convicted of murder and kidnapping because luckily one got away. And the other two souls, I hope, can now be at rest. 
The state wanted to charge him with death penalty, and his lawyer filed multiple appeals to commute his death sentence, and they were all rejected. However, in 2014, he became a prime, prime suspect in a body found in the area of the other bodies he had murdered before. Later, in April of 2016, he confessed to the murders of Kathy Ann Ward and Jeanette Thompson. Now, Jeanette has her own story. She went missing January 8, 1990, and her body was also found at the dump. At first, a different guy confessed to her murder, later on going back and saying that he didn't, and then uh, Miller's DNA was found inside Jeanette. And then about 24 years later, from what I had read on some articles, he returned to Harrisburg for the trial of Kathy and Jeanette and was convicted to life in prison on two counts. He also murdered Kelly Ward. She was reported missing in 1986, but he denied it several times before they had linked him completely to the case. Altogether, he got five life sentences. He is still alive today, and he is incarcerated in a state correctional, state correctional institution. He was convicted later and sentenced to death, but later decided life in prison without parole due to being found mentally incompetent. The only thing I can conclude with this is that I hope the survivors survivors have healed and doing well. Yes, hopefully they don't have too much trauma. Obviously, they don't have trauma. Yeah, I hope they hopefully they're able to deal with it enough that they can move on with their lives. For sure. Super sad. Um, some interesting things that I read about this. Uh, he'd like to go back to look at the crime scenes. And it sounded like sometimes he would get really paranoid about things. So he needed the reassurance that everything was okay. So he would go back to the body. Sometimes he would move them. Um, that's just my own thought, though, about the paranoia. But he definitely got paranoid. That's usually typical of serial killers yeah. of going back to the crime scene. It's yeah. like the events. Um, he took all of his land, all of his victims to the landfill and usually disposed of the bodies there. And I'm pretty sure that all of his victims were African-American women. So they were a big target to him. There was two survivors and one of them I could not find anything on. Um, from my understanding, she was stabbed 25 times with a screwdriver and left for dead. But I could not find a, li- a lot of info on her, and it seemed really messed up from what I did find, so I hope she's doing okay today. So that is it on Joseph Miller. Joseph uh, D. Miller. Next week for our next case of true crime. And our next episode, we will be talking about relationship advice. So stay tuned for that. And we have more coming as well. So we'll see you all in the next episode. Bye. Bye.